This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Remember, if you want to reach out to the program, you can do it in several ways, as a matter of fact. You might have a question. Feedback at AMI.ca. Just email it in. And the gang at Communications and Marketing, they'll help out with that. Feedback at AMI.ca. Ask your question. That may regard our show, AMI-TV, AMI-Tele, or AMI-Audio. Anything. Go ahead there. 1-866-509-4545. If you leave a message at that number, mention it's for Kelly and Company. Hey, give us permission to use your message on air. We'd love to hear your voice if we get the opportunity to and and if we can use the message. 1-866-509-4545 is the number to do that. On Twitter, you can follow AMI-Audio, at AMI-Audio. Nice, simple handle in which you can keep up with what's happening on all the shows while we're live, or just ask your questions of AMI-Audio, handle at AMI-Audio. Ramya Muthan, she's at Main Campus in Toronto at our head office. I'm at the home studio in London, Ontario. So is this guy at his home studio. Let's bring in the Brock Richardson to talk sports. As a former athlete, I eat, sleep, and breathe everything sports. I'm Brock Richardson. Join me every Monday for your weekly sports highlights and our take on the weekend action. This guy's feeling quite sporty today. A lot ahead for for him. The Neutral Zone gang today. Reminder, their podcast, video podcast drops so you can find it either way. Uh, Brock, what is your leadoff on our program as you get ready to tape the first Neutral Zone later? Yes, Monday is become my busiest day of the week it's uh, a fun day but it is the busiest day and i love it and it's just beginning so i have two leadoff items for you guys today uh the first one is that calgary newly calgary flame nazim kadri donates one million dollars to london's health science center there is a picture floating around that he is standing in front of a uh, sign that says his name plus uh, the uh, surgical center. So it says Nazim Kadri and then the surgical center on a sign. So this nice. is kind of cool when you uh, consider that, you know, uh, biggest donations that I could think of was P.K. Subban with uh, the Sick Kids Hospital over in uh, Montreal, which he still does. I love when, you know, professional athletes open their wallet and donate to causes that they think is near and dear to their heart. And I thought I would bring that to you today because I know uh, Kadri was just in London with the Stanley Cup not too yeah. long ago. So, yeah, showing cool it off story. down uh, at our Victoria Park. He stayed around, of course, for this and uh, did this million-dollar donation and that was on the news the other day. Incredible. And this should cut down, as they were talking about on the news, uh, weights that people right now are having. This allows people um, to get in and get some surgeries that right now have been maybe secondary, put on hold. Uh, so this is really exciting. One million dollars. Just fantastic, Brock. Yes, it is totally. And I hope it's something that continues over time for sure. Uh, the second item for you guys today is one that's related to uh, the passing of the Queen. And that is that Something circulated on social media after her passing over the weekend that there is a picture of the Queen hanging over the uh, ice of the old Winnipeg Jets uh, arena. So that 
surfaced over the weekend, which is very cool, which kind of signifies to me that she loved her hockey as she did uh, a preseason dropping of the puck in, in a game out West. And she just loves her hockey. So kind of a nice homage to the uh, late queen. We were talking about this on the show last week and they're talking about putting it in a mall. You know, Brock, the thing is the old Winnipeg arena, it's a different, it was a different era back then. um, She was on the throne 70 years and there was a lot much, a lot more back when you talk through the fifties, seventies and on, on back uh, of, of that, connection with the queen. So to find pictures of the queen all around in different public places wasn't unusual. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Brocky, uh, shall we talk about the Ottawa Senators and the National Hockey League? They've made quite significant acquisitions. So highlight some of these for us. Yes. So let's start with the first one. And I would argue as the most significant one, Mm -hmm. uh, Tim, Tim Stutzela signs an eight-year extension with the organization. He was drafted by the organization. $66.8 million. They also signed Josh Norris to an eight-year deal. 63.6. I think they like the number six in Ottawa. Uh, These signings, which is cool. Uh, They also signed Claude Giroux from the uh, Philadelphia Flyers at 19.5. That will get him a three-year extension, uh, three-year deal again at nineteen point five, and then acquired Alex DeBrinket from Chicago. So lots of moves. If you are an Ottawa Senator fan, so there's been a significant increase in ticket sales for the organization. Are you buying what they're selling? I think Ottawa is going to be better than what they were last year. And that's not saying much because they weren't very good last year. They were Mm -hmm. better than what people expected. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs is the real question. The answer to that is I think they could possibly squeak into that third, uh, third spot in the Atlantic division if they play up to their potential. And we say that a lot about athletes. You know, we got to play up to their potential potential and i do believe they can do it i don't um want to vote against a team like boston or the tampa bay lightning they are a very consistent team and consistent organization but ottawa can be in the mix for that top three seed for sure if not a wild card brocky can you give us an update on the toronto blue jays moving to baseball uh yes so The Toronto Blue Jays went uh, on their last road trip. They won eight out of nine, I believe it was. And what an outstanding weekend. Yes, they didn't get the sweep. All good. That's okay. I think what we're seeing is that they uh, got production from the bottom of the lineup. We're talking about Espinal, Jansen, and Tapia. Mm -hmm. That's a really good, significant thing you need to have. You need to have production from the bottom of your order. And uh, very, very good to see that. I want to move over to Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette had a 22 for 43 a road trip. This included six home runs. He also has at least 13 extra base hits on this road trip. And he has done it twice in his young career, along with two 
other Blue Jays on top of that in history. So what he's doing is incredible. We love it. We need to see some of this consistency continue into the homestand because they haven't played as well at home as they have on the road, and they need to take care of division rivals like Tampa and Baltimore Orioles if they want to see this continue. Yep. I hate so many games with Baltimore, with with Tampa. Tampa, just incredible monster that just no matter how much, you know, it's injured or whatever, it still comes after you with all all guns set, Brock. Um, Let's talk a little bit about some of these changes to Major League Baseball, rule changes we're talking about. Can you go over some of the significant ones for us, please? Yes. So, number one, let's look at the shift. The shift is banned. Must there must be a player on, on either side of second base? So there'll be two players on either side, which has not been the normal. Uh, most people like this one. I like it. If we're looking at down towards the pitch clock, we're looking at 15 second pitch clock with no runners on base and a 20 second pitch clock with runners on. Uh, that one's been one that's kind of that's my garnered favorite. some I love some it. attention. I yeah. love it too. Um, next we have you can now throw over three times over to first base or any base to get a pickoff. If you throw over the third time, you must get the runner out. If you don't, then it's considered a balk and that runner will advance. I like this rule because sometimes you see this and you think man, we're going over like a bazillion times, and it just seems to be a bit much. The other one of significance is the bases will go from 15 inches to 18 inches. So those are some of the rules that will be in effect next year. So, Which size, one of those do you like or not, Kelly? Okay, so size of base, I'm kind of indifferent. My thing I'd like to see them address is if somebody slides off, they hit the base, and they hit before the tag comes down, leave them alone. If the guy slides off, why are you making the, the opposing player you know, try to keep their hand on you, making sure or even possibly shove you off the base? If you get to the base first and get a hold of it and you happen to overshoot it, you hit the base. I, I hate that. So to me, that should be addressed if you're going to make the size bigger. I love the pitch clock. The throwover one I'm not, I'm not in love with yet. I'm not a big fan of the, the shift. Um, I accept there's going to be a lot more stealing, a lot higher scoring games, which for some people are, you know, are going to be exciting if they love watching people hit as opposed to um, pitchers uh, really getting somewhere. Um, I, I just think the throw over should be managed more by the pitching clock. OK, if you're going to throw over there um, and you don't get the person out. You know, we need to address that. I, I don't love it, but I'm not sure I have a, a better solution, Brock. So for me, a pitch clock is my obsession. I don't mind losing the shift to some degree, so I'm glad there's a little bit of give and take. The base thing, I'm not sure I fully understand or care enough to understand, and that throw over to base I'm, I'm more new about. So um, that one I have to kind of think more of what the problem is with it other than I don't like that, it, that it's a balk. You know, yeah. I, I just don't like that. And just to, just to go back, two things I want to add here. Number one, I don't think this whole pop-up slide and the guy loses contact with the base, this is not what the review was designed for, I don't believe. The mm-hmm. review was designed for 
Was the player out? Were they safe on the initial contact? I think we've gone too far away from the situation where it's like, oh, they lost contact by like a millimeter and so therefore they're out that's we're not wasting time yeah that that's not where we're supposed to be the second thing that i forgot to mention uh was that every batter is given a time out one per every at bat so this gives them an opportunity if they're kind of needing to adjust something or their their bat or gloves or whatever they they do have the one sort of timeout that they can uh, they can use and to that's step okay up, to step out Yes, that's correct. The they, box, yeah. Otherwise, they have to stay in uh, the batting box in order for the pitcher to fit into that uh, role. And I, I don't know. I, I have to see the throwover one in action. Me too. I think it, it's kind of weird. I don't know that I would have limited it to three throwovers. I think I might have gone up a little bit. We'll see. I don't like it. I, you know. I think they need to worry about some other things, you know, like defining what the slide at home plate Mm -hmm. is supposed to be, what the runner is and isn't allowed, because there's been a lot of confusion on that lately. And they need to deal with that versus how many times we can throw over and not. Well, I just just think that opinion. I think the, with with the pitch clock, games are shorter. You know, they've gone from in the minors three hours and 30 minutes and nonsense like that down to two hours and 40 minutes. Uh, that's a huge change for marginal fans who just, you know, come there to enjoy. Oh, my gosh, when's this thing going to end? What time is this over at? Uh, so but, I, I, hmm? but I don't think you're going to get those fans that do that. Like, I, I, none of these changes in my mind are going to, draw in the fans and say, I, I just don't like the way baseball is. And that's what I get very concerned about. Well, I think we don't get new fans. We stick with an older crowd because it's a slow enough game. And I think it frustrates younger people. They say, oh, my goodness, this is like watching paint dry. And if you have so much throwing over, that's a total reaction to the crowd always booing it. And and you sit there watching it. Why are you booing the guy throwing over? That's what he's supposed to do, for heaven's sake. Brock, good luck today as you guys launch uh, the uh, first of the video podcast for the Neutral Zone. People can still find the Neutral Zone at their favorite podcatcher in the way that they enjoy it. Also, check it out tomorrow morning uh, here on the network. We'll talk a little bit more with Andy Frank. He joins us next on the show. We'll get a real rundown of things, changes, and what's happening here at AMI-audio in two minutes. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.